Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Dan and I'm joined by... You're joined by Lawrence... Hello, welcome and to the And how are you today? Yes, quite well. It's Tuesday. I don't know why I always say what day of the week it is when we ask these questions, but for, for your information at home, it's Tuesday, which means nothing. Um, because when this releases, it will be a Thursday. Yes. So that's your report on the day of the week. Yes, and what's I'm, the weather like on this of the, of well, a Tuesday? Well, it's been very hit or miss the past week. It's been quite rainy, then not so rainy, then quite rainy again. But as I'm looking out the window right now, it's it's quite nice. So, yes, what about you? Yeah, got the sun coming in, which is pleasant. I'm sitting here with a coffee and I know you're sitting here with a glass of wine. Yes, I am, because I'm very fancy. A nice glass of Malbec. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, a nice red wine. Yeah, just just say red wine and that'll do me. That's it's about an alcoholic as, uh, beverage that I'm consuming. There we are. <laughs> there we go. There right, we okay. So, today we are here to discuss a game released on the PS2 in the year 2000. We are talking about the original... SSX, which is number 98 on our list and has a meta score of 93. Um, okay, so just um, off the top of your head, how did you find it? I mean, from, 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 the, from the start point, I should probably say I didn't play as much of this game as I wanted to, mainly because I haven't managed to procure myself a new PS2 yet. Um, but what I did play, I probably played about four hours of it, maybe, um, through using other people's systems. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was good. It's not one of those games that I could play for hours and hours and hours, but it was good fun. Um, it's just a standard snowboarding game, really, isn't it? It's a little bit kind of out there. It isn't very realistic, but I think that's probably, you know, the kind of snowboarding game at the time that would have been popular compared to you know games like that now such as steep which is a bit more in kind of finding realism but yeah it was fun it was uh it's a good game that you can just kind of like switch your mind off and just kind of jump into it you know what about you it reminds me of um i suppose the snowboarding equivalent to something like tony hawk yeah it's um yeah, it's it's light, it's fun, it's entertaining. Um, I wasn't sure about it at first. I said to you after the first couple of tracks, I thought I don't get what the fuss is about. But then I unlocked the other four um, world tour tracks and completely changed my opinion. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that I was in love with it, but I did enjoy it. I thought it was a good time i think it's a good palette cleanser so if you're playing other things yeah it's a good thing to play in between like for maybe an hour at a time or whatever yeah I'd agree. um but it's in the same vein as those extreme sports games of that period uh but yeah it's entertaining that's uh, the word i'd use so um what 
do you want to just talk about the, the modes that are on offer here or what you know about the modes that are on offer? Just because sometimes sometimes when we do this, we don't talk about the multiplayer and the different modes available to people. And some people, that's what they look for. So yeah, um, I mean, yeah what, what modes are on offer? I, I, I didn't really, um, I didn't touch the multiplayer stuff. So I'm not too sure on what was in line with the multiplayer, but kind of the two game modes that, with the main focus I found with a the single event like so basically like the free ride and then the world circuit which is where you go to you know get um get progression and stuff like that so I didn't touch any of the multiplayer stuff I'm guessing so I think the probably... single I, th I think the single event is where you do the multiplayer stuff I think it's basically like an exhibition mode where you'd set up a single event like like free skate with... on Tony Hawk isn't it yeah yeah, so it's just a single track and you play multiplayer on it, whereas I think the World Tour is your, I suppose, your equivalent story of a... Story mode. A story mode without any story, but yeah. yeah. Like a tournament mode, I suppose. Yeah, pretty much. It, it's, the, it's the mode you go on to unlock new skins, new boards, new levels, etc. Uh, work on your... Tr well, not work on your tricks, but unlock new tricks and stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah, and there's, there's, uh, there's also... Within the World Tour, there's a trick. There's like a half pipe that you can do. And there's another mode called Show Off, which is... Uh, that the half pipe may be within the Show Off mode, actually. Um, but you can also unlock basically an open mountain without any like track design or anything like that. And you're just um, snowboarding down a mountain with big jumps and stuff like that. I thought that's a pretty cool thing. Um, yeah, so not many modes... Um, I think we've come to expect more modes in games nowadays, yeah. but f for the time... 21 years ago. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not a big game, though, is it? It's, no. it you, you get six World Tour tracks, you get the half pipe, you get the uh, the mountain, um, and then you get the single events. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't call it a massive game, but it's fun for what it is. And I did a bit of research into basically what the game was and how it released right and it was originally developed for the dreamcast and it was that only going to be on the me. dreamcast yeah it, it fits right into that library 100%. doesn't it you mean put this next to something like crazy taxi and it just yeah. looks totally in place 100 percent um yeah so it was originally developed for the dreamcast but then dreamcast died a horrific death sadly <laughs> May it rest in yeah peace. it is sad yeah good console and got transferred over to the PS2. And it was, I believe it was one of the launch games for the PS2. Yeah, um, Maybe in, in one of the regions anyway. And this was a surprise to a lot of people because um, a lot of the PS2 launch games were sequels to games that had already released MGS in the franchise. MGS2, GTA 3. Yeah. Final and Fantasy X. I think Final Fantasy X was a launch, I'm not sure. But yeah, near launch. There were there were big there were big. All within that launch period, because I, I don't think I don't think MGS two launched at launch. I think it was a bit after launch, but it was within the launch window. You'd say. Oh, was it? Yeah. So I remember because... my my PS two box when I first got it. You know, um, you you might have had the same thing because the PS two came in a big blue box, and then on the back yeah. it had screenshots of various games. I remember seeing MGS two on there, but I was yeah, MGS two was on there because they were they were the games that came out within that period. Oh, I but, see. Uh, do you remember we 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 looked at a link of the actual PS two titles that were released not that long ago actually? Because yeah. I think you remembered it being better than it was, and it wasn't. It was it was decent, but 
Yeah, it, it, it was a good. Um, it was a good lineup. Whereas, Same with the GameCube and the Xbox. Whereas that launch year for the PS2 was fantastic. If you look at the, the games that released within that launch year, you had things like Silent Hill Two. Uh, yeah, it was just if you an amazing that to first the PS5 year. PS5 and the Xbox um, Series X. Yeah. Wow. It's, times have changed. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so yeah. Originally. Um, originally in development for the Dreamcast, moved over to PS2, and it was one of the only games that wasn't a sequel. Um, so it took a lot of people by surprise. And, and it did garner a lot of sequels. Yeah, so you've got SSX Tricky, then you've got SSX 3, and then it was dormant for a while, and then you've got the new SSX that came out. I don't know how well that did, though. Arguably, so it's Tricky not... is the, the most famous one, isn't it, really? The, the two that people hail as being amazing are tricky and three yeah for different reasons tricky is more of a obviously to do with tricks and three is more i think it's more in line with um ssx the original one so it's a bit of both you can do tricks and racing there yeah um yeah so it took it took a lot of people by surprise and i think that's that's part of the reason why it did so well um with the critics um okay so we've got a whole host of characters available to us to use um was there any character that you particularly used yeah i mean i because because again i was kind of just playing this on um i played it over one console but it wasn't my copy um and there wasn't a memory card with the console either so the the characters that i use because you get three at the start that you can um use and the, i i primarily used two the main one i used was moby the guy with the dreadlocks the british guy yeah and then the other one was I used was the uh, the girl Elise. Yeah, is I it used Elise? Elise. Yeah, yeah. Elise I, is the, I, the blonde I, Canadian. That's it. I, I never I never used the third one. He's like a bold guy or didn't have much hair, did he? There's a there's a there's four unlocked at the beginning. Oh, there's there? another yeah, there's another female character next to Elise that's also unlocked. And then um, then there were like th- th- three or four uh, right. lock- locked characters after that. That was it. I didn't um, unlock any of those because of the, the lack of memory card situation, unfortunately. But the main one that I used when I did play was Moby. I quite like Moby. I used Elise purely because her stats were <laughs> the highest. Yeah, fair enough. It's like the equivalent of playing Tony Hawk game and using Tony Hawk, isn't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know why the stats are so imbalanced, though. I can understand if one person's got really high speed, one person's got really good tricks... One person's got good stability. One person's got good cornering, but hers were just higher than everyone else's. Yeah, so it seems like a, I suppose it's easier for a starter player. Um, yeah, so I used Elise. Um, okay, so I mean, I think the bulk of this discussion is going to be about the gameplay. It is a game about gameplay, as we said. There's no story. No. The modes are limited. So it's all about the gameplay here, and as usual, gameplay is king. It is king. Um, it is king. And did you find this game fun to play? Yeah, it was. It's like I say, it was one of those games you can kind of mentally switch off and just pick it up and and go. You don't really need to invest much in it. It's it's kind of like a it's like a junk food game, if that makes sense. It's it's there to be. Um, consumed and you don't have to think too much about it it's i would say it's mindless fun because you really if you want to get good at the game you've kind of got to really get to grip with the controls and the tricks pretty yeah pretty fast but 
it's one of those games that you don't have to think much about. It's not one of those games that you're going to be like, oh, do I really want to play some of that this evening? It's either you're going to be in the mood to play SSX or you're not. And it's it's a, it's a good time sink, I think, in terms of just making, you know, if you've got half an hour to kill, then it's good. It's the kind of game that would be great on a, a portable console. Um, but yeah, overall, it, it, it is fun. It is a good time, but it probably won't hold your attention for more than a couple of hours, you know? Yeah, what do you I think we should mention as well that that um, that we both played on the PS2 because yeah, it's the only place for, play, for whatever it? reason this yeah this game was never re-released anywhere, um, which is a bit of a shame. I think I think games that are left in the past are always a shame. Um, yeah, I think any game that does well should be updated. But obviously, it's the kind a, of game a, that a would uh, would have done well from you remember the PS3 era. They did a few of those HD collections. Yeah. Uh, like with Tomb Raider, Splinter Cell, MGS. I think it could have. Um, I think it could have done well from something like that. I think it would be good. A good um, candidate for. Obviously, we just recently had the Tony Hawk's One and Two mm. remake. I think something like that would be great for a game like this. Yeah, I mean, you've got those games. You've got the Spyro games being re- remade. You've got the Crash games being remade. Crash Nitro fueled as well. That there's obviously an appetite for these kind of games from you know twenty or so years ago being re- yeah. redone. So I think, um, I mean, I don't think the the uptake for it will be as big as what it was for Tony Hawk or for like Crash. No, but I think there'd be something there. I think they'd probably, I don't know if they make all their money back on it, but I think they'd make a fair bit of money. I reckon it'd be closer to to Spyro, which was yeah, um, in my eyes, a bit smaller than Crash and Tony Hawk, which I think are just were massive at the time yeah true um yeah i i think it's fun um i think what makes it fun i think it's one of those games where the old adage of easy to play difficult to master um kind of like tony hawks um you can you can play it quite easily but like tony hawks mastering the tricks (laughs) i mean I, i was watching some videos of some people doing trick runs and some of the stuff that people do it's crazy, it's isn't it? insane. Yeah. Um, so I think it's one of those things. And the trick system's a bit funny because when you've got jumps in this game, you have to kind of prepare yourself to do a trick before the jump. Like, yeah, you, it takes away your steering and you have to hold the X There's button. There's a bit of a run-up to it. Yeah, I, I don't know how to describe that, um, but anyone that's played it will know what I'm talking about. But yeah, so it's a bit tricky in that way but yeah it's i think I see what you did there. the fun it's a bit tricky <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> oh dear uh, are you a comedian tuesday tuesday evening um so for me what makes it fun like i said are those four later tracks as you know i've got a bit of a soft spot for games that have inventive tracks yeah um you saw me playing beetle adventure racing it's made great by its tracks and i remember on the n64 and also on the dreamcast hydro thunder had some amazing tracks and they're a bit bombastic they're a bit um yeah pushing completely pushing the bounds of reality but that's what makes them fun so here you've got um you've got one which is set in new york and you're going through central park and uh you're going through the city streets and you're going across the bridges and then you've got one which is 
I said to you, it's like a prototype for Fall Guys, which is um, called the Tokyo, Tokyo Megaplex. Megaplex. Yeah, and there are just moving parts. It's all really colourful. There's those things that go backwards and forwards that wipe you out in Fall Guys. It, I mean, I said to you, I wouldn't be surprised if um, the guys who made Fall Guys played this game back in the day and um, were at least a little bit inspired by it because that level is... When you're playing it, it feels so much like Fall Guys. Um, but it's a great level. Almost illegal on a copyright, uh, <laughs> on a copyright and argument. And then there's, uh, there's also one set in Hawaii, and you're going through um, waterfalls and things like that. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just a lot of fun. It's like the old um, Wave Race games as well. Yeah, just, I remember Wave Race. I really, I really miss all these games. I mean... I just you don't get games like that anymore no. that are just full of character. Yeah, that's it. And this is one of them. Um, so, did you have a favourite level of the ones you played? Yeah, I liked the. Uh, I think it was the third level, the the city. Bear with me. In fact, yeah. I made a note. Mercury the city, is city called meltdown. Mercury City Meltdown. That's yeah. it. Yeah, um, I quite like that one. I mean, the the second level I played as well. The um, the Alps. Were good. I didn't like that. I quite like a lot. Of it was just too long. I quite like that because it gives you a chance to kind of mess around with the, the scenery. It's the thing that I like about Steep is that you can just kind of just do very long tracks. I, I've always enjoyed that element and do them at your own pace. But I'd say the one that stood out would be, for me, the the city, the Mercury City Meltdown. But that's because I didn't unlock anything past that, unfortunately. Um, but I did have a, a quick watch when you sent me the link to the Tokyo one yesterday and that looked quite cool. Um yeah, there's some good levels in this from what I played and what I've seen, but the standout for me was the city. What what would you say was yours? Yeah, I I really like the city actually. I, that was the first one that I thought, okay, now I know what this game is, and it started to make sense to me. But then all the ones after that are just really fun and inventive. I could play them again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I just think this would be, as I said before, a perfect candidate for a Tony Hawk style remake with maybe expanded levels, uh, more levels. I just think it'd be so much fun. Um, okay. So this is a very, very early PS2 game. Um, graphically, how did you find it? It's okay. I think it still stands up to some extent, as long as you don't look too hard. It's obviously, like we say, early PS2 is kind of pushing what it can do. And you compare that to you know a game from maybe two thousand five, two thousand six, then you'll see the difference in it. But I think, as a, as an early game of that generation, it still looks decent. It doesn't look amazing, but it looks all right. You know, it's kind of middle of the road for me. Yeah, yeah. I think it wasn't pushing realistic graphics. They're a bit stylized no, and a bit cartoony. And I think Crazy it benefits taxi from style. that. Yeah, and I think those kind of games have always aged better than the ones that were really pushing yeah. realism. and cel-shaded graphic games, all that kind of stuff, Wind Waker. Yeah, I mean, I can remember some of the realistic early PS2 games and they just look yep. horrific now. Yeah. Um, like, like the war games that, yeah, the, yeah, I don't even want to get into it. But yeah, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's a decent looking game. It's not offensive to look at. No. Um, and it's it's quite colourful, and I think some of the vistas. Obviously, sometimes sometimes you're looking down the mountain. 
it can be quite impressive when you look at the draw distances and stuff. It's certainly a leap over what was possible before. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. I mean, you compare this to PS1 and N64 stuff, and it's just, yeah, leaps and bounds better. I think you'd have uh, you'd have the old uh, distance fog in both of those. Oh, definitely, yeah. It's impressive um, what they did with the technology they had, 100%. Yeah, and it and was it just a foundation for them like to build say. on. Yeah. And uh, what about, um, I mean, this game's got some licensed music in it as well, and I, th- I thought it's got a pretty good soundtrack. I mean, it's not Tony Hawk's good, no, but it's still a pretty solid soundtrack. Um, so is there anything that stood out to you from there? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's um, electro stuff. You sent me the soundtrack list yesterday. See, we do prepare. <laughs> yes. And, Last um, minute, but we do prepare. I mean, a lot of the music on there was kind of like electro somewhat electro pop there there were some variations on there and i did a, a bit of research earlier um and there's quite a few original tracks in there as well by uh, a guy called john john morgan um yeah. but when i was looking through the track list there's a lot of music that sounds somewhat familiar but when i looked at who made them i didn't i didn't recognize any names or whatever um but a few of the the, the artists that stood out were rasmus um a few of their tracks on the game when i listen back to them kind of through youtube pretty decent uh the john morgan stuff is decent as well i mean he probably did about 40 percent of the the, the soundtrack itself and then another uh group called hybrid were pretty decent like you say it's not tony hawk levels you know it's not you know you haven't got like some 41 in there or you know all of the pop punk stuff from the early early noughties but there's some decent music in there and it helps the game stand out a little bit because it really fits in with the kind of game that it is. Yeah, it's, it's an upbeat game and it's got this upbeat music that goes alongside it. Um, and SSX Tricky and SSX3 would run with that. And yes. they, they, I remember they had a great soundtrack for SSX Tricky. Um, they had like Run DMC and stuff like that in there. Nice. So it's, yeah, really good. I can imagine um, Run DMC fitting in quite well with that game. Well, they did. They did the main the main soundtrack for oh, did it. They? Well, the main main theme. It, nice. It's tricky to rock a rhyme to rock a rhyme. It's right on time. It's tricky. That one. Um, tricky, 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 tricky. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You never thought you'd hear that on this podcast. <laughs> okay. On to our question of the week. So, maybe before Tony Hawk's one and two, the remake came out you could say that the extreme sports genre is nowhere near as prevalent as it once was. No. Um, and there was Steep recently, but I don't know how well Steep did. I mean, I think it was relatively think, well received. I think it was well received, but I don't think... Um, it Because I was aware of Steep when it came out, because I was aware that it was supposed to come to Switch as well, and it didn't come to Switch for whatever reason. Um, but... I just don't think it was very well marketed. No. I don't think people really knew what it was. Because my understanding is that it's this, this this game where you're on a mountain, you can snowboard, you can ski, you can do trick runs, and there's uh, there's quite a lot of options available to yeah, you. Yeah, but... you can uh, wingsuit, you can parachute. And there's yeah, like a few so... DLCs for like Winter Olympic stuff as well. I mean, it sounds really cool. But I yeah, I just... Um, I recommend it. I wonder... I wonder how well it was marketed, and it's a shame, really, because put it this way: Do you think Steep's going to get a sequel? No. Nah. Which is a shame. And, and that, uh, yeah, which I suppose is, is is the sad thing. So, 
my question to you is what would you do if you if you had if you had rain to do this how would you bring the snowboarding genre to a modern audience how would you freshen up the genre to appeal to people i mean we've talked about it so many times on this podcast how tastes have changed and how what i mean the games that we played when we were younger is so different night and day compared to what people are playing now mm. so how would you appeal to not only how would you get those people that are older that are our age and older to buy into the nostalgia get and those, how would you get sell those it to loot boxes audience? in there get those loot boxes in uh, please don't do that p- people love loot boxes i've heard <laughs> um i think it's a vea i think um i mean with steep i've got a bit more experience with it than you because i don't think you've yeah. played it have you no so one of the big complaints with steep was i don't know if it's still the case but originally it was always online drm um right so you couldn't play it if you didn't have uh, a constant internet connection which obviously turned a lot of people off and was probably the reason why a lot of people uh didn't want to give it a chance which is understandable you know as mad as it is to think there are a lot of households that still don't have stable internet connection and i think for a game within the snowboarding genre to exist it needs to grow a little bit and not just be snowboarding so the thing that steep did was gave you options so if you wanted to snowboard you could but you could also ski you could also wingsuit and I think that was quite good because it brings in not just snowboarding, but it gives you a whole Winter Olympics vibe to it. And like I said, there was Winter Olympics DLC. And I think for games like this to kind of come back, firstly, I think the SSX games would do well if there was a HD remake of them. Um, I do, yeah. Not maybe to the extent that Tony Hawk's was successful, even though I'm not sure how well the remake of one and two did but i think it did okay i think it did pretty well um but i think you could remake those to kind of get an idea for how people feel about it because like you say steep came from nowhere and the marketing on it no one really knew what it was so i think you could get the feelers out there by doing an ssx remake and if people liked it or there was obviously more of an appetite for further games from there i think there's a lot you could do with it but maybe not just keyhole it to be just snowboarding i think you'd probably have to throw a few more elements in there as well and i think the thing that worked for steep was the realistic look of it and the graphics in steep are fantastic and it's a good time but it's something that can't take itself too seriously you can play it on your own you can play split screen if you want to that would be good this this is me saying what would work for a game not what steep is um and yeah i think with the thought of couch co-op being there, with the thought of online games being there if you want them, but having good progression, good few maps, and good character customization, I think you'd be onto something maybe. Interesting. Patent pending See, on all of those ideas. <laughs> I, I, I can't help but wonder if one of the reasons Steep didn't take the world by storm was that it was doing too much. Mm. Now, do you remember... Obviously, the original Tony Hawk's games were about skateboarding. Yeah. And then do you remember some of the later ones, which started introducing driving... Underground. ...and running around and graffitiing and... I'm pretty sure you could hang from ropes on one of them and do, like, <laughs> mantling and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. But um, it, it just felt like it wasn't the game that people signed up for. Well, 
I think because I, I remember watching a video about the Tony Hawk series and the, the area where they felt that it kind of died and Tony Hawk got a bit too experimental with its stuff like with Project 8 you had that like remote control skateboard or whatever and then <laughs> previously from there like we said in Underground you had the addition where you could drive a car where you could get off your skateboard for a bit um you could kind of climb buildings and, and stuff like that and tony hawk underground one and two still did well but then it was around the time that jackass was a big thing was it american wasteland that was the one that kind of jumped the shark no it wasn't american wasteland i can't remember what it was but i had american wasteland and i quite enjoyed that one that was more to do with the skateboarding uh, you could bmx on that one as well um I think it might have been Underground 2 that introduced the Jackass team. I can't remember. Um, but because I played Underground 1, and I thought Underground 1 was actually pretty Underground good. Underground 1 was a good but, game. But it was kind of moving away from that traditional Tony Hawk's, uh, um, well, I suppose. Yeah, up, up until Underground, you didn't have a story. And Underground yeah. was a full story with you starting off as a kid in New Jersey with your mate Eric's, I think his name's Eric Sparrow and becoming you know a world famous skateboarder and it was when they brought the jackass team in where you started doing pranks when you started doing graffiti when you started doing this and that that it kind of lost its way a little bit and i think that if a snowboarding game went down the route of you can do everything and not just focus on the main elements of like snow sports then it would have a problem but i think if it was focused on like maybe four areas that it really wanted to move in on then i think it would do okay but i agree with you that tony hawk kind of fell apart when it started trying to do too much i just i just wonder if um if you were if you released an ad for something like steep which has got all those things in it if it's too much for some people to take in do you know what i mean yeah quite possibly um and i just think that the there's probably a reason why they went back to Tony Hawk's 1 and 2 and they, they remade those. And I don't doubt that they're going to remake 3 and 4 at some point. Um, but I just don't think beyond 4, the be remakes a, of those games... are going for it. Yeah, they're going to have the market, the same market. I agree. Um, but my idea, and, and I'm not saying... I mean, I, I, you, you could be right. Um, but my idea is... So you really focus on the snowboarding and you've got obviously realistic snowboarding mechanics and you've got, so you set it in a mountain range with various mountains on there, each with um, maybe different terrains or different yeah. um, appearance, stuff like that. But the big thing that I would add is adding an RPG element to it. So what I mean by that is at the top of this mountain range maybe you've got this mountain village and in between races you can walk around the village you can upgrade your board um, you can speak to people maybe there's a story mode in there as well you can upgrade your character you can change your appearance maybe buy some clothes um, just I suppose when I, I've the, the, the sports I don't, I'm not a big sports game player but the sports game that I, that I have played Usually, when they add an RPG mechanic, I don't know. It just it just engages me more, and there's more to it, and and especially if you actually get a good story to go alongside that. And I'm thinking of things like um, 
like the old Mario golf games and um, some of the uh, Tony Hawk stories that were good. And I just think there could be an interesting story to tell. And the other, the other reason for it is, I just think, how many games do you go up to those? Have you, have you seen, I mean, the thing that I think of is, um, it's in For Your Eyes Only, James Bond. Um, he, he's a, they're near the, I don't know if it's the Alps, but they're in this mountain village and it's just completely unique scenery and I'd love the opportunity to explore that on foot and then I mean you don't have to do all that stuff you can just go and race if you want to or you can go and do tricks if you want to um, and the other element I would introduce is the other huge snowboarding game which is now dormant is the 1080 series uh, 1080 snowboarding on the N64 1080 avalanche on the GameCube now that was the kind of more realistic counterpart to SSX and avalanche had some cool features like you'd be going down the mountain and there'd be an avalanche coming down behind you and it had all this physics stuff in there as well which was quite cool um so i'd like to introduce some of that as well some of the thrill of that and yeah i just think um th th there's potential there for a, a snowboarding rpg i i think that you should play steep because there's quite a few elements in steep um like growing points customization etc that i think um would fit your kind of your description there and i think that you'd enjoy it but i until you mentioned it then i totally forgotten that 1080 existed um I, I i'd totally forgotten that that was a thing but yeah i think um there are elements of what you just said that i would agree with um yeah i i, I think there'd, there'd be a market for it yeah i just think um Adding RPG, <laughs> no, it's 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 that thing that that, that all, all games developers seem to think is a thing that adding RPG elements to things makes things better, but it, it needs to be done properly and it needs to be a good storyline as well. Yeah, and, and it, it needs, needs to, to be the, bespoke to what an extreme sports game is. Yeah, exactly. It needs to to to, to feature. It's, it can't. I mean, I think that was one of the things about the Tony Hawk's games. They felt like they were going a bit too Grand Theft Auto at times. Yeah, a lot and... of games were at the time though, weren't they? I remember um, Midnight, Midnight Club. Club as well, the LA version. That was like GTA, but in cars. Well, only in ev cars. Everything was trying to be a GTA clone, wasn't it? I mean, you've got the Simpsons yeah. hit and run. Um, and then you've got um, Jack and Daxter 2. That was trying to be... like All the games were trying to be a GTA clone. And it was such a bizarre time because what GTA 3 and Vice City and San Andreas did was basically they struck gold. And everyone wanted a piece of it, but it worked for some genres and not for others. Yeah, I wonder all those games, all those countless, countless clones of GTA. I wonder how how well they actually sold. That'd be intriguing to know. Mm. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's some homework for you. So, let's let's move on to our conclusion. We've had um, quite a good discussion about SSX. So, does SSX? deserve its spot on the Metacritic Top 100. It's currently number 98, um, and it's the only snowboarding game on the list. Do you think it deserves its place? No, not really. It, it was it was good fun, um, and I enjoyed it, and I'd probably play it again. Um, I, like, I wouldn't jump at the opportunity, but was, I was like, I'd fancy a bit of SSX. I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe. But to say that it's in the top 100 video games ever seems a bit of a stretch for me i think it's a bit of a stretch having three tony hawk games in the list 
it's is good and it's enjoyable but i don't think with some of the company that it's holding in that list i don't think it deserves to be there um so i i'd say no i wonder with the list if um because you mentioned there's honey horse games like that does there need to be three of them i sometimes wonder with the metacritic list if it's not necessarily the best games of all time, but the games that have the most appeal to a wide audience. It's the games that had the most appeal to a wide audience at the time they came out. Because yeah. bear in mind, SSX, nothing like that had existed up until its release. Really? Yeah, you, you did get you got the like 1080 on the N64. You got cool boarding and stuff like that on, uh, I think PS1 and N64. Um, maybe maybe I'm wrong about that, but um, yeah. You did get some things. I mean, it was a genre, but yeah, it wasn't N sixty N sixty four players knew of ten eighty. But yeah. I think it was more mainstream than that. Yeah. Um, I mean, what 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 would you say? Do you reckon it deserves to be there? I said to you, and I and I, and I think I stand by this. I think I think there's an argument to be made that that a snowboarding game is on the top one hundred, just for the sake of having variety on this top 100 list where we found that we're playing a lot of similar genres. Yeah. I mean, we played our first fighting game last time. This is the only snowboarding game we're going to be playing. There's very few racing games on there. Um, you got the Tony Hawk's games. Maybe there are too many of them. Maybe two would be the right amount. But even so, I've really enjoyed replaying them because they're still really fun. Um so I think I think a snowboarding game deserves to be here um, but I think it's debatable as to which one and, and really that's from the contrarian perspective of just having a bit more variety on the list but I, but I completely understand what you're saying I mean there's a very you could make a very compelling argument why it shouldn't be there as well um, I mean, it's it's quite limited in its modes. It's got very few levels. It's quite basic compared to other snowboarding games. Um, there are probably better snowboarding games to be on this list, but just for for variety's sake, I'm going to say yes. So we so we disagree for once. It's not it's not often that we disagree, is it? I think we've uh, a couple of them, yeah, but yeah, not not, not 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 generally, yeah. But I think. Yeah, mine's mine's based on variety. Just it's nice to play something different every now and again. No, that's understandable. So that wraps up SSX. Um, so what's coming up next time on the Long and Short of It podcast? The next time we have, I think it's our first purely PC game, isn't it? I don't think because I played Half Life on the on the on Steam, but I don't think we've had a purely PC game yet, have we? Nope. So yeah, it's the first one. It's also our first strategy game on the list. Yes. So next time we're going to be playing StarCraft Two: Wings of Liberty, which, funnily enough, you'd think that we're doing it in backwards order because this one comes in just one place underneath SSX. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're going to be focusing on that. It's not something I've played before. I've heard a lot about StarCraft, but I've never played it. Um, Same. I don't think you've really got much of a history with it either, have you? No, not at all. So it's going to be completely brand new to me yeah so it should be uh it should be quite an interesting one so yes we'll see how that goes and we'll uh we'll give you our raw thoughts on it but yeah 
I mean, until then. So that's going to come out in a couple of weeks. Yes, two weeks uh, after this one, I believe. So until then, if you want to get in touch with us, as always, social medias, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can email us at the Long Fit Podcast at hotmail.com. Uh, if you want to talk to us about any of the games that we've covered, any games that are coming up, our thoughts on other th- things, it's always nice to hear kind of some input from you guys. And as always, you know, we really appreciate you listening and we hope you enjoy what we're doing. But yes, anything else from you? No, that's that, that about covers it. Lovely. Well, we look forward to seeing you next time for StarCraft 2. And in the meantime, take care. And I can't think of anything else to say. So cheerio. See you on the next one.